It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. Your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello once again, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I am Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay, as always, joining you one last time from Zoom. And this time, once again, it is an avalanche win in game one of the second round. They beat the St. Louis Blues 3-2 to two in this might have been more dominant than any of the games against Nashville, maybe at least not the ones on the road, but the game goes to overtime because the avalanche set a a playoff record or tie a playoff record for hitting five posts. It was the most posts. It was the most dominant three, two overtime win. I think you can have like the, the best stat that you tweeted out after the game, the abs outshot the blues 13 to nothing in 10 minutes of overtime play. Like, Eight, Eight minutes, minutes overtime play. The abs were just absolutely unreal tonight, and it just it it just wasn't going in. Like I was just I, I thought all the bad things were going to happen. I was being a negative Nancy in the seats, um, 
but they found a way to work through it and they won this fucking game. And I agree with everything that I've been seeing out there that last year's team doesn't win this game. No, that's the thing I tweet. That's the thing I tweeted after the game. Last year's team loses this game and they did game five against Vegas. They played great in that game. Wasn't as dominant as this one, but they made a stupid mistake in overtime after they blew a lead and lost the game. This time they, they just kicked the shit out of the blues after the first period. I mean, it was a pretty close first period edge went to the abs. The blues had a one, nothing lead the second period. My God, I don't think they had a more dominant period against Nashville. I don't think the Blues got a shot for the first like eight minutes of the period. Oh, and what did they finish with three? Like yeah. I know, I know the first period against Nashville is what everyone's thinking of right now. Dave Ridge could not stop a beach ball in that period. The Avalanche just controlled the puck the entire time in the second period. The Blues literally couldn't do anything at all. It's like imagine being like Pavel Bushnevich in that period and just trying to keep up with everything. It was exhausting trying to watch this team. Imagine trying to stop them. It was, it was unreal, man. I, like that second period was they kind of, you could tell they just went into the locker room pissed off. Cause that's the longest we've trailed all postseason. It's the longest we've trailed. And they came out in that second period and said, yep, we're going to fuck shit up. Uh, we're just going to dominate. And the ice was finally broken by uh a guy who I still am shocked has not been re-signed, uh, Valerian Nachushkin, and he showed some serious emotion after he scored that goal, more than we've probably ever seen from Val. Oh, like, yeah, he, he was he pumped was up in after it. that one. He was happy like, about it. Like, it was a great goal, um, ties the game at one, and it felt earned. Like, it, th- that, that goal felt like the abs earned that goal because – I lost count in the first period. I think they hit three of their five posts in the first period. Yeah, they did in like the first 10 minutes. Yeah, because Kadri hit the post, Lekkonen hit the post, and Miko hit the post, right? Did I get all three in the first period? So, like Griffin was saying, the Avs could have been up 3-1 going into the, at the going into the second period. And at the end of the second period, they could have been up 7-1 to one if they could have gotten a couple bounces to go their way. Um, but just to put an a ending note on that second period – my guy, I'm wearing a shirt right now that, that we designed over at Denver Nosebleed self-promotion, El Tornado. Sam Gerard had himself a fucking hockey game tonight. He had himself probably his best hockey game since he returned from injury. Without question. This is, this is up there with one of the best games of his career. He scores the goal to give us the lead. He has seven shots on goal, four blocked shots, most blocks of anybody on the team, by the way. No one else had more than <clears throat> one. For everyone who's saying that Sam Gerard is soft and can't get it done in the playoffs, let me direct you to the um, results. And he's been great so far in these playoffs. And he finally gets his second career postseason goal. Just what a rip it was. Just I can't iterate enough how dominant the second period was. And just the average, like, okay, Rust is off now. And even in the first period, they weren't bad. Like, they didn't really look particularly rusty. Like, Kale didn't really look fully up to speed. In the well, first I, I think we're comparing Kale to what he was in that first round series. Exactly. He was human tonight. That's what he was. He was human. Yeah. And, like, you look at the Ryan O'Reilly goal. Kale McCarr tries to get out of zone, hits Ryan O'Reilly perfectly. And everyone's like, that's a terrible turnover. Yeah. But look at the luck that happened on that play. It hits O'Reilly and then perfectly bounces to Shen. And then perfectly bounces back to Ryan O'Reilly and not just back to him on his stick. Like they tried to set it up that way, which they didn't. 
and O'Reilly has the easiest walk-in of his life. Yeah, you know, you don't want Kale to make that play, but my God, that yeah. is so lucky. Well, and that's why I thought in this game, I was like, every bounce is going St. Louis's way right now. Like, it just seems like the hockey gods do not want the Avs to win this game. And they, they still won the fucking game. And I can't emphasize that enough that they – they deserve to win this game and they actually won it, which rarely happens. It seems like, I mean, that's the second time this has happened. These playoffs where you're facing a goalie who makes 50 plus saves, no bounces are going your way. And it just feels like, man, it's just not going to be our night. And for last year's team, you probably do lose those games, but it's what I tweet after the, after this game, this is a game that champions find a way to win. Because there are games where things just aren't going to go your way, where you're dominating and you're playing great. You're doing everything right, but you hit five posts. And Jordan Bennington is having one of the better games of his season. So I got to give him credit. Bennington, Bennington really settled down after that first period. and He was good. But here's the thing. You're, he's not going to play that way the rest of the series. We saw what happened with Connor Ingram, man. Like, if the abs keep doing this, it, it's, it's not going to be good for Bennington. No, I mean, this really does, obviously the comparisons are all there with game two against Nashville. This was the Blues shot, I think, to really steal a game in Colorado and make this a lot more interesting. Again, don't think this is going to be a sweep, but God, no. this really was the Blues chance to get, at least get a split in Colorado because you're not going to get that lucky again. And Jordan Bennington is not going to make what did, what did he have? He had, geez, he had 51 saves in this game. Not going to happen again. It's not. It just won't. It, 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 plain and simple, it won't happen again. Um, do I think that the Blues are going to come out and play better in the next game? Yeah, but like you just said before we were playing, how much better? Yeah, like how, how much better do they need to be to beat this team? You're simply not going to. Okay, yeah, you, you play better. So, okay, maybe the shots on goal are 15 to 10 in the second period at that point. And maybe you get the puck for a couple seconds and have some offensive zone time, maybe for, let's say, 10% of the period instead of two. Is that what playing better looks like? Because you still have to play better enough to beat this team head-to-head -head without relying on luck. It's what we talked about all season. Look at what you have to do to beat this team. This is why it's so hard to beat them four times in the playoffs. The thing that impressed me the most in this game, looking at the second period, the Avs didn't stop. First line comes on, McKinnon, Ranton, and Nachushkin. They're controlling time in the zone. They get off, second line's controlling. Oh, the Blues got the puck back. Devontae sweeps across the ice, takes it back, keeps zone time in. They just come in waves again and again and again and again. And the third line, I thought, really kept the pressure on. All night long, if Burakovsky could get some shots on that, he'd probably have a hat trick in this game. Just this team does not stop coming. And the, the Blues, to even get it into the zone, they would have to borderline ice it and then just hope the refs missed it. How much zone – I'd be really curious to see how much zone time the Blues even had in the second period. Probably a lot. They but, couldn't do anything with it when that was there either because the Avs are so good in their defensive zone, which people who don't watch this team don't know about. Yeah, I wanted to ask you because in the uh, in the arena, it felt like the fucking linesmen were waving off and icing after icing on the Blues. Uh, just ludicrous things. Were they saying anything about that on the broadcast? Because 
in the arena, everyone was losing their fucking minds. Yeah, they just said, oh, they're wiping off. They didn't really talk about it all that much, but Jesus. The linesmen like, were, were like, they, they were, let a lot go in this game. Yeah. Penalties, icings, all kinds of shenanigans. They let go in this game. I feel like at a certain point, they'd be like, well, if we call every icing, we're going to be here for four hours and the score is going to be 10 to one. I mean, it was I, don't, just, I don't know. It was so weird to me because it was like, that's icing. Like, I can see that from up here. No one touched it. And then there were a couple they called on the abs. And I was like, what? what you, like, one guy waved it off. The other guy's saying it's icy. Like, like, what, are you, like what are you doing here? You get one answer here. Like, it's, <laughs> it was annoying. But even that couldn't stop the abs in no. the second period. Like, what do you do? At a certain point, if you're St. Louis and the abs are playing like that, but what do you do about it? Everyone uh, was on their game. You cry. I mean, yeah, you, you hope that you only get out of there giving up two goals and Eric Johnson completely whiffs on the most open net he'll ever see in his entire career. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I mean, he he was I think he was just so wide open. He was like, I do not expect to have this much time. I did not expect to be this open. Um, and he, if he got like 10% more of that, that's a goal. <laughs> I mean, he, he barely tapped it with the back of his stick. Yeah. If he got that center stick that goes in, if he gets it clean, it's not even a question whether or not that goes in. What a play by Bo Byron, who I yeah. thought was outstanding in this game. This kid's still 20 and he's, he's already getting... reading plays like this. And doesn't look nervous ever and is very smart in the defensive zone always makes the right play guys this kid's going to be a star well and he's still getting his feet under him too like he's still this is is Bo when he's learning yeah this is him when he's still learning and he's playing this good in the second round against a good blues team oh good guy's going to be a star don't forget man they have nine 20 goal scorers yeah oh oh, do they i never i've never heard that before they have nine 20 goal scorers really that's going to be such a meme after this series. It's like, remember when the Blues were supposed to stop the abs because they had nine 20 goal scores? Like, they tried. I mean, I I want to, like, give the Blues some credit for playing a good game, but they just got straight up lucky in this game. It, everything I, mean, I said was going to happen on Sunday's episode or Monday's episode, excuse me. Um, the abs were going to dominate, and it could be 7-1. to one. If it wasn't for all those posts, it really could have been 7-1. to one. It, it really could have been. I thought Ryan O'Reilly was outstanding in this game, clearly the best blue on the ice. He obviously had the goal and everything, but he made some really good plays in the first period. But after that, it was just they never had the puck again. Yeah. And, like, what are you supposed to do about it? Dude, they, you, know what, you know what surprised me the most? The Avs were won a majority of the faceoffs tonight. They, I don't dominated, know they, they dominated the faceoffs. Very one weird. Of the bigger reasons they won the game. Faceoffs in this game were 64% for the Avs. When's the last time the Avs won a faceoff battle? I'm curious because they are terrible at faceoff. I think they won a couple against Nashville, but in the regular season, I can't name it. I don't know what happened, but I mean, it's it was ridiculous. I saw that stat. They started taking them seriously, I guess. Yeah, like, there's just no way that Nathan McKinnon, of all people, is winning faceoffs. Like, if there's one thing Nathan McKinnon's bad at hockey, it's faceoffs. Like, that's the one thing you can say. Yeah, and even and even still tonight, he was 48. percent It was Kadri was 89. Landeskog was 83. Comfer was 86. percent It's man, this team when they when they just start trying. <laughs> There's just not much you can do about it. And well, I know that up. sounds cocky, but like 
again, this was the Blues' chance. The Avalanche are playing great in the third period, but they just can't get one to go. Cogliano hits the post as well. Bennington robs Arturi Lekkinen. The Avs have a power play that they look amazing on, or then the second one, which they look terrible on. Then the Blues yeah. have a power play. And it was a great penalty kill for like a minute and 35 seconds of it. Yeah. And then probably the most unexpected and expected thing happened. The Blues tied the game off of a terrible change from the abs. They made one mistake in this game. They made two mistakes in this game and both went in the net because that's the playoffs. They had a terrible change. Four guys are in the wrong spot. And Jordan Cairo walks in with eight seconds left on the power play and puts it five hole. And with under five minutes to go after all of that, the game's tied. Yeah. Game's tied. And I just, that change was interesting. I think they thought the puck was going to go deeper than it actually was. Cause it was no joke. All four of them went off at one time. Um, and to go rewind for a second, the call on Taves was probably the softest makeup call I've ever seen in my life. Like that was not a hold that had been happening all game, but they had given the abs two power plays. So they had to give the fucking blues a power play, which I I don't get why refs have to do that. If there's not a penalty, don't fucking call it. I mean, they didn't, they didn't want to finish the game giving the blues zero power plays because yeah. they they'd know they'd hear it from Barube who whined like a baby anyway, after the game about oh, the, did he? I didn't even hear uh, the high stick from Braden Shen at the end of the game, which hit Josh Manson in, in the, the face. You got to be in control of your fucking stick. Like that's the, that is the, that is li- the NHL with the least clear rules in the league. The one thing that is always a penalty is hitting someone in the face, because for some reason, that's where we draw the line in the sand that this is the most clearly defined rule. Yeah. That's the one thing that is ever clearly defined. Shut up. He yeah. hit him in the face. You can't do that. His face was too low, bro. Like you, to be- you, that doesn't matter. Don't hit him in the face. Like yeah. you got the, you gotta be. Why are you swinging your stick behind your back? And then Braden Shen, like literally baby raging in the box and attacking the camera in there. <laughs> like I'm shocked he didn't get another penalty. Did you he see the little the box for like two minutes? Did you see the little official in the box with him just like scooch away? Yeah. Like the way the way he was acting to the ref who made the call, you have the linesman holding him back, and then he's attacking the camera. Yeah, I'd scoot away if I was the guy in there too. They haven't had a good track record these playoffs with that glass falling on the guy in Boston. So well, you know, you know more than I do. That camera probably isn't cheap either. I'm sure. Oh my god, no! Is that one the in a penalty box? That thing is probably a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm sure TNT was. If they cut corners. You could tell the announcers were like, okay, I don't think we're getting any more out of that camera tonight. Yeah. Like that's probably like a five to ten thousand dollar camera that this dude just destroyed. And I wonder if they like does, does he have to pay for that? Like, I was I was kind of just thinking about that. Are they, gonna make, that. are they gonna fine him for that? Like, dude, you can't just attack our cameras in there because <laughs> you're upset about the call. You're writing us a check for that one. Especially with Ball Arena that has that there. <laughs> Absolutely. They're going to be like, dude, fuck you. Pay us. You can't just. Maybe we should start a GoFundMe for it. We should. We'll start a GoFundMe that, for it. Stan Kroenke's got the money. He'll be fine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't, uh, I don't think that guy needs more handouts. Yeah. Yeah. But you're probably right. Probably right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that was a penalty. There's. If that was called on the abs, I would have been like, yep, yeah, he hit him in the face with his fucking stick. Like, there's like, don't swing your stick behind you like a Neanderthal. What are you doing? Yeah, no. 
it's all right. The abs get the power play. The first because they got what with 120 left? I believe the third yeah, they had a minute and 19 seconds on the power play in yeah. regulation. They looked Man. good. They looked good. It looked good. What the fuck's Barube bitching? It's not like we scored on the power play. <laughs> right. It's like he's like, I thought that was a tough call. Shut up, dude. You're don't you're not you are not gonna do the Pete DeBoer from last year where you're gonna Oh, you know the blues are gonna all the calls. calls. They got calls in this game, but they didn't ignore the ones that were obvious, like the clear as day penalties. I'm sorry you got three penalties in this game. Poor you. You child. Yeah, it it could have been a lot more. Um, But, yeah, I thought the power play looked good. The second one, like you said, was terrible. The first one was okay. The third one was better. Um, I got to remind myself that the Blues were, like, the best penalty-killing team in the league last – or this regular season, so – it's going to be hard to score on them, but I think we saw just in this game alone uh, for the rest of the series, you're not going to beat the blues in special teams. No, you're not. They had one one power play and they scored on it. Granted it was a bad change and the app looked good on the penalty kill, but you just got to look at the numbers over three on the power play one for one on the power play for the blues. You got to stay out of the box and they did a great job in this game. And the one penalty they took was fucking stupid but you got to keep that up for the rest of the series because they will make you pay on it especially in st louis where their power play is even better they will make you pay on it so and they're that that that, i think that's the one advantage the blues have over the apps is they are better on special teams absolutely they're they're better than just about anybody on special teams unless they went up against edmonton who i believe is number one i think st louis is number two aren't they correct that's that's the key of the series right now is don't shoot yourself in the foot it's so what we said before the series. If the Avs lose this series, it's because of the Avs, not because of the Blues. And they I mean, they played pretty perfectly in this game. You would they looked like a team who had been off for eight days and actually like enjoyed those eight days off and still prepared. Yeah, I mean, it looked like you know maybe first period getting their legs under them, but still looked good. Ever since then, it was full on domination, and we've been raving about the second period, overtime. The Blues never had a chance. They didn't get a shot in overtime. And in eight minutes, the Abs had 13. They destroyed the Blues when it mattered most. They did not even give the Blues a chance to get a lucky bounce in this game. 13 to nothing in shots. And Bennington was playing great, and he was saving all of them. All it takes is one. All it takes is a Josh Manson shot from the point that is read perfectly by Manson, sees there's nobody in front, delays the slap shot, waits until there are four bodies stacked perfectly in the vision of Jordan Bennington, two abs and two blues, and just rips it. Bennington never sees it. That's all it takes sometimes in a game like this with Bennington's playing that great and you're hitting all these posts. It's the simple things that work in Josh Manson's first ever Playoff goal is the OT winner to put the abs up one nothing. Jeez, I mean, what a, that place exploded! That oh, that, it was great. The crowd pop. I'm not kidding. Almost blew out my speakers, dude. It was it was loud. That was the loudest I'd heard ball arena. Um, of course, it's the game before I'm there. Right? Yeah, no, it, it'll be just as loud. Don't worry. Well, I mean, uh, like overtime wise. Oh yeah, no, you never I, know when that's going to happen again. Not yeah. that I not that I invite overtime willingly yeah. into my life. But now that we won it, it would have been. Here's the thing, man. The after 2-0 and so far in overtime, there's no chance they win their next overtime game. I mean. 
I mean, they could. The way they play in overtime, they very yeah. well may never even allow a shot again in overtime. Yeah, they, they could, but it's just 2-0 and oh in overtimes is redundant. Getting to overtime against the Avs is hard because you have to get so absurdly lucky to even hold them to under three and to even equal them in goals yourself. And just look at Nashville in game two and look at St. Louis in this one. It's so hard to even drag these guys to extra time. And then once you get there, they're just so much better than you and so much more driven than you. You're not stopping these guys. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I feel good to be cocky about this team because they're not soft. They, they're not soft. This is not teams of years past where they're nervous, anything like that. They want to win and they know they're going to beat you. If you beat them once, you should feel so lucky. You got to beat these guys four times. Like, I just don't know how you do it. I, I don't know how they do it either, but holy fucking hell. I, I just, it's the playoffs and this game was, we were texting before the game. We're like, doesn't, it doesn't really feel like there's a game tonight. Yeah. It's been so have, long since there's I was a driving. Right. So this was like a, a crash course right back into, okay, you're, you're in the playoffs. <laughs> like this is, I like was sitting there at the start of the third period. I'm like, Oh fuck. Like I, this is stressful as fuck. And the start of overtime, because it is, it's just one bounce. And I was texting you. I was like, it, it, we're playing great, but one bounce bounce doesn't go our way. And we're talking about a tie game and it, it didn't go our way. Um, and then the third overtime, Josh Manson, just we were texting about who we thought was going to score the overtime winner. If someone had Josh Manson, they they need to go buy a lottery ticket like Bucci, yesterday. Bucci Gross said 38 people had them in the channel. No way. But he said the thing is usually no matter who it is, it's in the hundreds. So 38 for him because he gets everyone on hockey Twitter tweeting at him when a game goes to OT. 38 is really low. And I want to see what the hell those people were thinking. Like, oh, yes, Josh Manson is going to be the guy that scored so, the winner. I want to see if they're from the future. Because there's no way, like, of all the Avs players, he was probably last on the list of who you thought was going to score the overtime winner. Yeah, because even, like, a guy like Nico Sturm, doesn't he just seem like the quintessential, like, his first goal comes yeah. in overtime? I would I would have had Sturm before Manson. I would have had EJ before Manson with the way oh, he was playing in that yes. game. Like who legitimately, who would you have beneath him? Darren Helm, even he had a breakaway in this game that he sailed 50 feet over the net, but he had the breakaway. Who's to say he doesn't score on it if he gets another one? Like maybe Cogliano, if that. But even then, I want to know, know who did it. If, if you're one of those people and you can prove it to us, send us a Twitter like message and we'll, I'll give you your praise because you're a, like, if you didn't make like a hundred dollars off of that by betting on DraftKings promo code THPN, um, you're, you're fucked. Like the, the, that was, I, I can't believe that Josh Manson scored the overtime winner, man. Like, like, it's because of course he did. It's the playoffs. Yeah. Stupid shit happens. And the, uh, it's the time of unlikely heroes. I mean, some, sometimes it's Kale McCarr. Sometimes it's Johnny Gaudreau. Sometimes it's just Josh Manson putting a shot on net from the point that just, yeah, found a way in. It didn't hit anything except didn't that. hit anything. Perfect shot, perfect screen by four people in front of Bennington. Just goes in the net, dude. Were, were they reviewing something on that play? They were. They're, I did another reaction video because apparently those are good luck. You can see the smile like just dip from my face. Like, oh, I would have been pissed because I left right as the goal scorer because I got beat traffic to get it, home. It, it, it's 
a quote unquote review. I think it's just standard procedure for overtime. They went over there for a second. I literally don't know what they were looking at, but I, it was like the blues didn't challenge it or anything. I think it was just a league initiated thing just to be sure. I don't know if it was like offside or whatever, but yeah. like, I was literally celebrating in my video. I had a huge smile on my face. I see the ref of the box and like, you can see this, the terror in my eyes. Like, Oh, I have to go no. back and watch it. Cause like I said on the video, I point at the camera. like, I'm coming to Denver, baby. And I look at the camera or I look back at the TV. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> did I just put on the <laughs> jinx of a lifetime after that? Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. All you have to do is bet $5 on any team to win, and you get $100 no matter the result. It is literally free money. And if that's not enough, if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want at your convenience. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. But man, what a game for the Avs. Dominant fashion again. The Blues, that was their chance, I think. And the series is far from over. I'm not saying this series is over at all. But even if the Blues win two games in this series, one or two games in this series, you're going to look back at this game and be like, man, they, they really could have used that one after all the bad luck the Avs had. Avs still found a way to get it done. It's now three wins away from the conference final. It's, I've said this all year. This team's different. This feels a lot different than San Jose, Dallas, Vegas. This team is way different. They're way stronger and they're mentally tougher and they don't let shit get them down. They gave up the first goal in this game. And the, I got the broadcast 15 minutes in the game. Like, oh, the abs haven't seen this on home ice much this season. Oh, was that? Up. I wonder what that tweet was about because I hadn't seen anything on Twitter. Yeah, ever. it was the broadcast being like, oh, you know, the abs haven't seen too much of this this season, you know, being behind on home ice and everything. How are they going to respond to this? Like, guys, it's 15 minutes into game they, one of the series. Have and they not watched this team all year? No, they don't. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't have said stupid shit like that. But, like, can we even allow the sample size of another period? Can we even get out of the first before we start doing all oh, the blues? The abs haven't played someone as tough as them. Stop. You got to stop sometimes with this. You got to just let shit happen. Sometimes bounces happen and a goal is scored. You got to give a game room to breathe before you can be like, oh, is this, is this going to be uh, an upset this time? Like, God, give me a goddamn break. If the Blues won the game, 
on a, the one to nothing goal like that, you know, yeah, I'll give that some time a day. But geez, yeah. we are 15 minutes into the game. Can we stop <laughs> trying to push narratives already? Because look what happened. We crushed them. Ah, I just, I can't stand that stuff sometimes. It's so funny too, because the second the period ends, mute. I don't listen to the intermissions anymore. I don't want to hear it. And I, I just looked up at it one time. like, oh, I can just tell. You know what? Here's a huge opportunity for the abs. They're already doing that, uh, like the pre and post game show on Facebook. I wonder if they could do an intermission show. I bet they could. I wonder if there's a TV contract saying they can't. I bet they could for sure. Like I would watch, I would turn on Facebook just to watch them do it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I just, doesn't Paul Bissonette feel so out of place on that panel sometimes? He just get, um, he just gets he just gets on my nerves sometimes. Sometimes he's fine. Other times, just like man, why is he sitting next to Wayne Gretzky? Well, they're trying to make him like the uh, Charles Barkley of their <sighs> of their group. Charles Barkley is one of the best personalities in sports, and Charles Barkley has never tweeted uh, this goalie needs to be run over. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't try and understand TV. <laughs> I don't. I, don't. I leave that to you. There's much there's much more worthwhile things to complain about than ball <laughs> TNT. And it, I turn it off now, so I don't care. So. Yeah, no, abs. If you are listening to this, there's a zero percent chance you are. If you can do an intermission show with Riker and Keith and uh, John Michael Isles, do it. I would watch. I, I think more people would watch that if they're abs fans. They would for sure. But this game. You really can't ask for much more from the abs. I mean, this is the game with the most questions surrounding it, wasn't it? Eight days off, and people were wondering how they were going to look coming into this game. They looked good in the first period. Nowhere near what they were in the rest of this game. Now all the rust is off, and now the Blues, they I think they used up all their luck in this game. Now we move on to game two with the abs team that knows they're better than St. Louis. And a St. Louis team that's probably looking at themselves right now being like, what the hell have we gotten ourselves into? They have to be. Um, If we can go real quick, just preview game two. Um, I I don't think much is going to change from the Avs. I I think they're going to get a little bit more puck luck. I don't think Jordan Bennington's going to play that well. I think maybe the Blues get up to 35 shots. But even then, Darcy Kemper looked locked in. And he hadn't played in even longer because of his eye. So his eye is only going to get better as time goes on. Um, I just, I, I don't think a lot is going to change for the Blues other than maybe they get some more shots and some more puck possession. And I aspire to be as calm as Darcy Kemper sometimes. Yeah. And like towards the end of the second period, the Blues started to push a little bit. Yeah. They finally got some shots. He made some nice saves after, not, after not facing a shot for like an hour. And <laughs> An hour of real time. Yeah, you're yeah, not like doing... an hour real time between intermission and the game. That beautiful shoulder save, those glove saves, like just looked like he was not phasing. He looked like he was ready to face a shot from the other end of the ice. He was just locked in at all times. And the, the Kairu goal, like that's not his fault at all. <laughs> I know it's five hole and those don't look great, but it's a breakaway goal on a bad change. There's nothing he can do. If Kemper plays like this, the abs don't even need to be that good in front of him this guy can take you to a cup he's perfectly capable oh yeah it's just it's so hard not to feel confident about this team right now i'm i'm so fucking amped right now this is the last game i have to watch on tv while it's in denver 
I'm so excited to see this team in person. It's going to be fun, man. You, you get to experience the ball arena for the first time. So it's uh it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Like, I remember that you have never been it before, been there before. And I've been to like 40 games this year. So you're going to be like the pregame entry. You're going to be like, Whoa. And I'm going to be like, Oh, I've seen this like 10 times. Yeah. So I'm going to have to remind myself of that, but yeah, I'm going to have, I'm going to have tourist brain. Yeah. We're, we're going to have a blast. Um, it's it's gonna be a real real good time, um, and I just I, I can't wait for it. I really cannot wait for it. It's gonna be weird recording in person. I know. We're gonna, to, we're gonna have to figure out how to set that up, but yeah, we are because my little my little man cave up here. I just have this little tiny desk. But what that that's we'll figure that out, man. We got plenty yeah, of time. We'll, we'll we'll figure all that out. If the apps keep winning, everything will be just fine in the yeah. end. And. It's going to be nice to get back in the routine. I honestly think Thursday, the Avs could play better. They it's could. quite possible. Yeah. I mean, the Blues could be play better as well. But, I mean, man, it's what we said. How much better, though? How much better can you play? Because sometimes it's not up to you. When you're against the Avs, sometimes it doesn't matter how good you are. You don't have the puck. What are you, like, you going to do, score? <laughs> You're welcome to try, but uh, Kale McCarr is not giving you that puck. And when Nathan McKinnon is skating five laps around the offensive zone, I mean, you're welcome to try, I guess. Maybe, well, you'll, get, maybe you'll get lucky once over the course of 60 minutes. Maybe the abs will make a mistake at some point and give you another, but you also got to stop them from scoring. Like that's like before the third period started, like you were saying that like all it takes is one bounce and I think I said, yeah, well, they also got to stop us from scoring again, which I think is harder than them getting a bounce in this, in this period. Yeah. He's it's the thing I like, I think the abs could be better because they're going to make adjustments. I thought the blues really shut down that like the abs love that uh, face-off play where they have the forward go up to the blue line and just rip a shot. Like they shut that down this year. So the abs are going to, they learned after last time against. Yeah. The abs are going to get better too. Like, the abs aren't just going to sit around and do the same thing they did tonight. They're going to get better too. So I, I still think this series is going six just because the blues are going to get some, some bounces and they aren't a bad team. But if the abs play like this, not only do I don't think the blues can beat them. I don't think anyone in the NHL can beat them. I really, I, I just look around the league right now. Who's beating this team four times with the data we have right now, with everything we've seen, through one round and two games of the second round so far, who's who's beating them? Calgary? No, not Calgary. After they went seven? Yeah. Dallas? Maybe Tampa Bay just because of Andre Vasilevsky. If Maybe. Tampa Bay makes it four rounds, they are going to be dead. And eventually the body just stops working. Even Tampa, they would put up a great fight. But imagine a Tampa team trying to get a three-peat They've now played, what would that be at that point? 11 straight rounds without a break, shortest break possible between the two off seasons. And they're trying to stop that against the abs and all that pressure. They're going to break. They're going to. The body simply cannot handle it. I, I'm so mad I changed my bracket of them. I had them after, and then after game one against the Leafs, I changed my bracket. I, they're just... Why did I doubt? We were saying on the podcast, Andre Vasilevsky is the best goal in the world. Why are we doubting him? And here we are. And I changed my bracket and I'm sitting there going, if I would have kept Andre Vasilevsky in there, I would have been exactly where you are on our NHL bracket. I would have been eight for eight. 
Yep. Eight for eight. First time I've ever gone perfect in the first round. It feels damn good too. Yeah. I mean, I, ch- I changed my St. Louis pick at the, after the game one. No, no, I changed it before that game started. So I'll give myself, okay. full, I'll give myself full credit for that because I deserve it. <laughs> I got, I think I got three game picks, right. As well. I had the Panthers in six Tampa and seven and Carolina and seven. So full credit to me. I'm still not even winning our, our bracket challenge. No, there's someone ahead of you because they yeah, picked. They got they got four of eight for they the. Picked, the they picked the Edmonton LA going seven, which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this second round is just going to be so fun in general. Not even just for the ABS. All these series are great. Battle of Alberta, Battle of Florida, Carolina, and New York. I mean, Carolina, New York might be the worst series, and that's saying something because that's an amazing series. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I I cannot wait for. Uh, tomorrow or today by the time you're listening to this and actually just sitting back, like there's nothing better than watching playoff hockey and having no dog in the fight. It's the best. <laughs> it's so funny because the Calgary game seven overtime was actually really stressful for me. Oh, because we had a huge dog in the fight. Yeah. We had a huge dog in the fight. I had three dogs in the fight. I had my travel plan, like my literal travel plans that would have been fucked if this series started on Wednesday for us, which would have happened if Dallas won. I had my perfect bracket on the line. And I really wanted the Battle of Alberta. I had three things that I needed from Calgary in this overtime. I was legitimately stressed that Dallas was going to fuck this up for everybody. And but they, they almost didn't. did. Jake Ottinger had one of the best performances from a goalie in playoff history. And still lost. And still <laughs> lost. Still lost. I felt awful for him after yeah. that game. What a poor guy. He was unreal. That game was really fun to watch just because Jake Ottinger, like, you, that is when I want to talk about someone being in the zone, I'll just reference that game because he was in the zone. I don't think there was a goaltender in the world who was better than him in that moment in the world. No. I mean, I, I campaigned for Dallas all playoffs. We would have beaten them, but that Jake Ottinger, that's the one we got when we lost to Dallas at home, but on steroids. Yeah. That kid is going to be good. He's going to be good. He's going to be a problem. He's good now. He's going to yeah. be better later. Yeah, he's going to be a problem. Um, but that time, neither here nor there. Um, but, yeah, I can't wait. Battle of Alberta, who you think's winning that series? Calgary. I, Calgary's going to win, but I'm going to say it goes seven, just, just for fun's sake. I had Edmonton. I, I picked Edmonton in seven. So I'm sticking with Edmonton in seven. I think the way McDavid's been playing right now is just, just unreal. Uh-huh. I would agree, but I'm interested to see what the Flames do without playing Jake Ottinger. And but I think this series hinges. Mike Smith was really good, too, at and the end of that series. That's where I'm going. This series hinges on Mike Smith. If Mike Smith keeps up how he played against L.A. towards the end of that series, I think he give the edge to Edmonton. If he doesn't, because this guy's 40, he could break at any time. If he doesn't. Calgary's probably going to run away with it, but you could not be getting the Battle of Alberta at a better time. Yeah, this isn't like some fluky first wild card versus second wild card. This is the second round with both of these teams the best they've been since like the 90s. Correct. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I can't wait. I, I'm, I, I get why it's the late game. I wish it was the early game. Yeah, I mean, it could be the only game I would watch it. 100%. I, it's must-watch TV. I mean, I mean, poor Carolina and New York. I mean, they know they're just the the appetizer for that game. Well, I, I still, I think Carolina beats the shit out of New York. Yeah, I I think the Penguins would have matched up a lot. I can't believe the Penguins lost that series. Oh. I enjoy, I'm enjoying it a lot, but I cannot believe they lost that series. Yeah. The, and, the, uh, 
I mean, we, the we Rangers the Rangers were the worst five on five team of the first round. Nashville was better than them. Yeah, they were so bad, dude. Like they're gonna if Carolina can just like I, I, this is nothing against Louis Domingue. He played great in that like he played great in that third overtime. If Tristan Jari or Casey Smith plays in that series, I think the Penguins win it in five or six. Yeah, Sidney Crosby, Crosby, is not Crosby doesn't get hurt in game five. Yeah. The Penguins probably win that series in five. Correct. And Tristan Jari played game seven with a broken foot. That's I got to give that guy credit. And he wasn't bad. He was he good. Was, he was good. But the I mean, you got to give credit to the Rangers, too, for just always sticking with it. They were trailing in every game. They were down by two goals. Yeah, in game five, down by two. In game six, down by two goals. They get a winner with 90 seconds left. In game seven. They're down by a goal, tie it with five minutes left and win it in overtime. Just an incredible performance from them. But let's wrap the show on, on this one right here. What are your thoughts? I've thought it was a dumb rule ever since they fucking instituted it. And I agree with Penguins fans being upset. About it. If the helmet comes off, that's up to the player's discretion if he wants to keep playing or not. I'm confused by that because I'm under the impression that if your helmet comes off and you don't make a beeline to the bench, it's a penalty. Correct. Correct. So what, what, who was it? Marino? What's he supposed to do? Well, and you can put, but that's the, that's the gray area. You can put your hump back on. But I I don't understand that because it looked to me like Lafreniere is like, oh, helmets in my hand. Yoink. Yeah. Well, and the abs got away with that too against Edmonton. Like they, yeah. they took a helmet off and they took advantage of it. It's a dumb rule. Yeah, it is a it dumb is like, It's game. just, I get why it's there. You don't want players playing without a helmet because all it takes is a puck ramping to the forehead for it to be a disaster. However, five minutes left of game seven, I think you got to cut him a fucking break. Here's the way you solve it. If you want to keep player safety, which we all agree player safety should be, treat it like football does. When a helmet comes off, the play's dead. Yeah. Play's dead. It's simple I mean, as that. I, 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 even then, it's like, oh, there's pressure in the zone. Uh, my helmet, like, loose and whatever. But, he, like, delay a game, I guess, could fix that. It's just – that's brutal. Yeah. That's it's a brutal, brutal way to get game seven died yeah. off of a just a fucking semantics rule. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm not a Penguins fan. I hate the Penguins, but they got kind of jobbed in that series. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm enjoying this a lot. Because yeah. this, like, after the Caps did that to the Rangers in 2015 – I just watched that. I was like, now you know how it feels, yeah. motherfuckers, after you gave us shit for five years about blowing that lead. <laughs> Not so fun now, is it? Not so fun now. But, hey, we did it. We got through the last Zoom episode. The next time I will actually get to see you in person, um, it's going to be a fucking blast. Avs, I, I, I think they could play better on Thursday. I think we go up to nothing in this series. I mean, we'll, we'll see what effect I have on this team because that is an, <laughs> an unquantified metric so far is how does my presence affect the team? We yep. don't know. We in don't know. The avalanche, it has never happened. So, well, but for context for the capitals, uh, I'm usually pretty good luck. They usually win when I'm there playoffs. I think I've been to like two playoff losses out of like eight. So I'm usually pretty we'll be good. good. We're not even going to talk about it. We're going to be good. Um, my sister, uh, she doesn't listen to the podcast, but I am getting her because she usually goes with me. I, mean, I told her I was like, I because she still wants to go. I'm going to buy her tickets as a graduation present so she can still go and bring her friends. So um, there'll be good luck there in the building. My sister's good luck for the game. So I, I really don't think you're going to mess with the mojo at all. We should be good. We should I be certain, good. I certainly hope not because it's it's something my paranoid brain thinks about. Yeah. No, nope, so. you'll be good. Don't worry. I'll eat the same lunch. I'll eat the same breakfast. We'll be good. We'll be good. 
It's going to be great. I mean, I'm, I'm, when we do the podcast, I might legitimately have not slept since, and since this episode released. I mean, good, good luck, man. Because my, my flight is at 6.20 Eastern time. I am leaving for AM. I am leaving for the airport before 4.30 AM. And the Battle of Alberta does not start until 9.30. Yeah. My you'll time. be on the, see, you'll like, like, you're going to love it out here because our time zone is like the perfect amount. Because it's like, you're not West Coast where it's starting at like 5 PM, but you're not like, you wrap up games at like 10.30, 11. Right. It's the perfect time zone to watch sports. It's, it's what we talked about, I think, last episode. I already function on Colorado time anyway. I yeah. go to bed at like three. Yeah, you'll actually get more sleep once you're out here. I guarantee I, bet I will. And it's like, I, I might just not even bother sleeping before yeah. my flight because I might be more tired if I just slept for like an hour. Yeah. Sleep on the plane, take a nap during that's the- also That's also the thing. I, I haven't been on a plane in a while, but I do not sleep like that. Oh, I don't sleep on planes either. My girlfriend's a maniac and can just fall asleep right when she sits down. Um, yeah, I can't sleep on planes either, but we'll, it'll be good, man. It'll be yeah. good. It'll my be my check-in's not until later. So like I might get like an hour nap in before the game. Oh yeah. When, so, when you check in, I'd have to double check. I think it's like four. Oh Jesus, dude. <laughs> all so I'll, I will have to figure this out as I go. But if I, if we're doing our first in-person show, uh, I sound really slow. It's because I am running on literal, I'm running on what remains of the adrenaline from the game and whatever else I have done. Yeah, we'll be good. I'm a a trooper. I think, I think for my first day in Colorado, I can handle it. Yeah, you'll be good. You'll be good. After that, I'm going to probably sleep through my whole second day. That's fine. You're good. You'll be good. Don't worry about it. It'll be it. great. It's going to be so fun. I've talked about this for so long. It's going to be so awesome to finally just get there and yeah. see some of your beautiful faces. I had more people stop me today with my face painted, and uh, they actually said it looks good. Um, yeah, but I did cool. run into a couple of uh, students who work for me, um, and that was awkward, to say the least. Um, they were like, oh, so this is what you do when you're not working. And I just... <laughs> you, sh- you were never supposed to see this. Yeah, you, you weren't like that. That was the point of the face paint is you're not supposed to realize who I am. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, shit, I guess now I have to do that too. Oh, so dude, we'll, it'll be we'll pretty see. easy to pick us out of a crowd. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I It's so hard to get it off your face and my face is so dry now, but it's all for it. We're 2-0. and I think we, I, I almost want to save those for like breaking case of emergency things like mm-hmm. if i need a win i'm gonna break the glass and paint my face i mean it's the playoffs you kind of do need every win don't you yeah. we'll see we'll see there's a lot of time it's like what are we classifying as an emergency like if let's say a game five we're up three to one that's true is that we'll not see is that not we'll break see. glass in case of emergency Dude, you'll see when we do it, it it's like it's some of the worst like smell and you just smell it the entire game i'm pretty sure it has lead in it and i'm getting just lead poison <laughs> but uh you see what we do for this team? Yeah, like this is what I go through. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll check it out. You, I'll figure it this will be a whole lot easier to figure stuff out when you're here. So right? we'll be good. Um, I got abs in game two. Griffin's going to be the good luck charm. And we're going to go up 2 nothing, And then it all comes down to Saturday. And if they go up 3 nothing, it, it, it could possibly be another sweep. It really possibly not to get a, not to get getting way ahead of ourselves, 
but, but the way they played in this game as yeah. not a good sign for St. Louis. If you were hoping for the abs to be rusty and hope you match up with them, because you don't, nope. you don't, you, you don't. don't match up with them. Maybe you can get lucky and steal a game. Maybe God will bless you and give you two. I don't see how they lose this series. Correct. I just don't. I agree. Like, like this, this isn't Vegas from last year where you go up seven to one and Leonard plays bad. And clearly Vegas is not playing well. This was a team that would not be denied. We'll see how game two goes. Cause game one, I think I was at the highest of high last year. thinking like, Oh, they're, they're just not going to lose um, this year. I think I'm a little bit more cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I am optimistic based on what I've seen. If they got, if they got lucky in this game and stole this game, I'd be like, okay, well, it's going to be a long series. Clearly they, they dominated yeah. when every time they tried, they dominated. The blues got lucky twice. We got horrendously unlucky. The fact that we only scored three in this game went to overtime is shocking. I mean, yeah. we, I, don't, I don't even think we've mentioned the winnow meter on this show. I think we mentioned it before we started. It is, 91 percent to nine the avalanche win this game after a thousand simulations expected goals 5.11 to 1.87 and i think like half of that for st louis is the Cairo goal yeah i wouldn't disagree with you so yeah they have dominated this game and it's different i agree it's different because in game two last year the abs got outplayed severely against vegas like they they should have lost that game they got lucky and they pulled out the win and we saw how the rest of that series went. I think this is, if game two goes as it did in game one, I just don't see this team being stopped. They're not going to blow. If they win game two, they're not going to blow a two, nothing lead again. Yeah. Even if they lose game three on the road, you're not going to keep this team down for long. I, I still don't think they sweep the series, but it, it's, Sweeps are just so hard. I mean, look at this game. They almost lost this one after they crushed so badly. Like any anything can fucking happen. And all it takes is different referees and they start calling more penalties. And right. And then the blues get like five power play goals yeah. and whatever. You, d- you just never know what's going to happen, but a great start to this series for the abs. And they show they're not fucking around here. This is not a team that is nervous. They're in full control here. Oh, yeah. It's- so like I said, uh, you, if you're St. Louis, you're wondering just what the hell you got yourself into here. Yeah. Because you can't bully this team. You can't. The Avs, outside of like the one hit on Kale McCarr, the Avs had the edge in this game and hits. They had the puck for 90% of the game. They out hit the Blues by eight. Pretty solid. That's unreal. <laughs> like that, you ha- they had the puck the entire game. How is that even possible? That's like 47. That's like the amount of times the blues had the puck. Yeah. In the game. I don't disagree with you, man. It it was an unreal game. And I, for one, cannot wait for game two. Um, But man, I'm just glad we won. I'm just glad we won. I was, I was nervous. I was a little nervous for OT is like, we're dominating, but the bounces are not going our way. And all it takes is one. And I was right. All it takes is one. We've finally got something our way in OT. Josh Manson with his first playoff goal could very well be his last of this run. Just with the, with Josh Manson scores goals, which is not often, but couldn't ask for one at a better time from him and the avalanche lead the series one game to nothing game two, 
Thursday night. And for the first time in podcast history, you will have two hosts in the building and an in-person show. And I'm just as excited for the road games because there's all kinds of stuff I can do now there. Because I don't, oh. I don't have to watch it in my 600 square foot apartment. There's so many <laughs> options, so many choices. I can watch it with in my other man people. cave, man. We'll have, we'll yeah. have a lot, we'll have a good time in the man cave. In the man cave, we can do DNVRs. So I got all kinds of options. Yeah, we'll have a blast, man. Um, so I'm just so excited. I can't wait. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if I've said that enough yet. But I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just. I don't think you have, man. It's gonna be so much fun. I'm gonna be there for 11 days, and. I've thought about this for so long. I've planned it for so long. It doesn't even really feel real that it's a day away for me at this point. But man, in, in two days, we're going to be wrapping up the episode. Hopefully. <laughs> I, well, yeah, hopefully. But man, uh, I can't wait. This was a great game. Can't wait to see game two in person and see some of you. So Christian, unless you got any last-second wisdom for us, I think we're all good. I got nothing else, man. All right, so that is going to do it for this edition of the Tell It's Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you so very much for tuning in, as always. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay, and you can follow the show at tell it abs it is for everything abs related and everything related to the show but that's going to do it for us on this edition thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you all next time in person so see you guys then enjoy game two let's go abs